It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Still continuing the fight as a visiting fellow for the Center for National Defense at Heritage. Uh, Robert, great to have you back here on the show. It's always good to be here, David, and uh, I want to do something quick. I heard your lead in talking about uh, voter integrity and, and, and work in the polls. It's interesting to me when we hear uh, all of the stories about democracy being under threat, that if you go back every election that the left has lost, uh, they have not only protested, they've claimed it was stolen. Uh, George Bush stole the 2000 election. The, the Koch brothers won 2004 because they weaponized you know, Citizens United. Um, the 2016 election was was rigged by Vladimir Putin. I, it, it goes on and on and on. And now I would argue they're trying to delegitimize the Supreme Court. So um, your, your warning to stay engaged in the fight uh, and don't worry about the ephemera, just get out and vote and organize uh, really is the, the one prime directive that all of us should follow. We have to unify. We have to, you know, as my coach used to say, play your game better. It was in high school where I complained about, you know, I I was penalized. uh, I was pissed. I walked off. You know, he looked at me and said, okay, so play your game better. I'll never forget that. Serves me well in life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive in, into Washington, D.C. You know, I was able wow. to go back and review a fair amount of the testimony in front of the Senate Armed Services Committee. And, you know, my my overall view of this is like many of these hearings, we got nothing of substance new that I saw that we didn't expect if we were looking at this analytically. However, for that voting public out there and for their respective corners, maybe some were satiated, but did we really get anything that leads to potential action, even if there was will there in the Biden administration? Right. Um, Well, let me, let me tell you what did stick out. And it's something that I don't believe has ever happened in our history. Uh, we had two four stars and a retired four star uh, uh, openly contradict the president of the United States and say that this this fiasco is squarely in his lap. Um, as much as the press has tried to cover up for this, as much as they want to uh, uh, move on to the next story, um, you cannot hide from the fact that we have a president who in the past has been wrong on every major foreign policy uh, initiative or or issue for the last 50 years. But then he didn't have his hands near the levers of kinetic power. Now he does. And this is what what we have. We've lost 13 Americans. He's ripped the Western alliance asunder. Um, and, and that's what I, I gathered from that. The other op- observation that you made is absolutely right, because I think in 2019, I had 17 hearings in front of the Congress, and most of them are for show. Uh, you don't get anything substance out of 90% of these, and, and, and it is played to the, to the media gallery. But watching those generals squirm 
uh, try not to say in a complete sentence that Joe Biden was responsible for this uh, was probably the most important thing that we gained. Let's look at some other important questions that need to be asked about this and your points well taken here. Uh, the, you know, the political argument, which could be in some sense explained away around uh, Mark Milley's calls with General Lee, his right. Chinese counterpart. But to add in a point that is not even noticed in this was that Nancy Pelosi had openly stated about her conversations with Milley to undermine the nuclear authority of the president of the United States, then Donald Trump. Taking those two factors, how do you assess his answers and uh, what happened? Well, what what bothered me, David, about the whole episode, it's two it's twofold. First of all, uh, even if if Woodward gilded the lily, which he's he's wont to do, the, the, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs gave the world the impression that the civilians were not in control. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is with the Nancy Pelosi issue. Um, I think the chairman misrepresented his own role uh, in national security. He controls nothing. Um, Barry Goldwater saw to it that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs doesn't even have operational control over one corporal or one rifleman. Uh, he has no access to the nuclear codes. Uh, he is an advisor. And I think looking at this, the chairman took on airs that were not his. Um, and, and it just amazes me, having seen this play out in every White House I've been uh, involved with, uh, to go and, and, and genuflect at the altar of Bob Woodward, who's taken more deathbed confessions than the Jesuits who taught me. And, and, and to continue to do this, I think, is, is not only foolish, but in, in this case, uh, very dangerous. And what also goes to the heart of civilian control is that a sitting chairman uh, would do that um, during the administration of the president that the author of the book was criticizing. Can you imagine George Marshall, Dwight Eisenhower, or Creighton Abrams ever even contemplating something like that? So that that's my biggest concern about what, what happened with with General Milley, I'm, I'm sure Woodward, um, you know, sensationalized uh, the conversation. But the fact that those conversations took place at all uh, is dangerous in and of itself. I encourage this audience to look at the geography of Afghanistan. And I think it's important that people don't just look at the headlines, but look at the landscape, because common sense can often help drive even minus, let's say, a closer look. Uh, Bagram Air Base. Uh, and I would put into the mix, when you look at the geography of uh, Kabul, Bagram, and Kandahar, who's going to be held accountable for the failures at Bagram at the embassy? And at the airport and the fact that the decision, the decision process to remove resources that could be used to extract Americans. Right. Well, I think I've got a different take on this, David. I really believe that the heads that need to fall are the secretary of state 
and the president's national security team at the White House. It's pretty clear to me, having been the undersecretary of defense and, and been part of the chain uh, of authority uh, at the Pentagon, as well as, as serving in my own right, that uh, this was driven by the White House. There were no military decisions taken. These were political decisions taken. Um, the military was left holding the bag and give you the timeline. Um, and Milley and McKenzie even said it. Uh, they were asked on August 25th if they could, if they needed to stay beyond August 31st. Well, the Taliban took control of Kabul on August 15th. So the Biden leadership was giving the military a fait accompli. Um, I lay this really at the feet of the president and the secretary of state and the national security advisor. Um, and and those heads need to roll. They won't. Uh, you and I have talked in the past about uh, what a threat to national security the Secretary of State is. That's not me or you talking. That's John McCain talking. Uh, what he said in 2014 has played itself out on the world stage. And the sad thing is uh, we have three more years of this. So this brings up a subtext for me, and that is – with the those who surround the president, his inner circle right. and his advisors in his cabinet, a lack of experience and or incompetence combined and a third element to this, which is something I see more now than in past presidencies, and that is the ideological slant right. to the agenda. Those three right. elements to me are dangerous. How do you see it? You have hit on the key point. It is that third point, the ideological agenda. These are people who on their best day uh, believe they exist to manage American decline, not promote and, and celebrate American exceptionalism in the sense that this is the only nation in the history of the world to offer a helping hand to all the peoples in the world, including our enemies. They don't believe that. You look at, at how they have handled China, how they have apologized for this country in the face of a regime that has killed 100 million of its own people since 1949. Uh, you, you look at their um, orders to unleash the UN Human Rights Council, which is Venezuela, Iran, China, Cuba, uh, North Korea, on the United States to determine if we are a racist country. So that is the ideological mindset of, of those around Mr. Biden, coupled with his incredible track record of being wrong. I mean, even the one good thing that the, the Obama administration did, which was to kill Osama bin Laden, Joe Biden opposed it. He, he opposed that operation. He thought we, we shouldn't be going in and taking out this person because in his, in his mind it would inflame the Muslim world. Um, that that is idiocy on a grand scale, and now we're we're reaping that whirlwind. But you're absolutely right. There's an ideological, almost a an I hate America component to these, and I'll say it: these Ivy League dreamers who um, who just fill the fill the airwaves with what I call faculty lounge piety. My guest, Robert Wilkie, visiting fellow at the Center for National Defense, former secretary of the VA and former undersecretary 
uh, as well. Uh, let's look at a, a final point, and maybe not a final point, but at least certainly for this interview, a last point I'd like to examine with you. Uh, the military ordered yeah. to remove American forces first. That, that yeah. goes against common sense doctrine or Absolutely. even training. Afghan yeah. and NATO partners not notified combined with that. Now we have private groups being more effective at helping but being blocked by that aforementioned State Department. The Demarche has not been removed, so other countries can't help. 24-hour temporary visas are not being issued to allow people to exit Afghanistan. Planes are being stopped when I have personally spoken with groups that have detailed the number of planes, the people that they have, and all they need is approval. And this goes with Plan B, one group, Pineapple Express, and a gentleman I'm beginning to work with in Sweden who's working as well from his part. So with all of that, just it boggles my mind, Robert, honestly, yeah, how yeah. bad this was done. I, I, I wonder how ideological well, or incompetent this is. Yeah. Well, I'll give you it, it really started on, on January 20th when the secretary of state uh, single handedly dismantled the crisis action response uh, organization that Secretary Pompeo built within the State Department to prepare exactly for this kind of contingency, not just the cooperation with the Pentagon, but also the ability to have in place, when an emergency occurred, names and locations of all Americans in the vicinity. Uh, they got rid of that. Um, they did away with it. Um, they, they were responsible, the State Department, meaning the State Department leadership, for the chaos that ensued. And the other point that you made is one that's been completely ignored by the press uh, and even many Republican lawmakers. Joe Biden has done more to rip asunder the Western alliance than any president since NATO was created in 1949. Great Britain lost 450 troops in Afghanistan. Uh, he didn't tell them he was leaving and then refused to take Boris Johnson's call. Angela Merkel, Emmanuel Macron have said in their own way that Joe Biden is a threat to the West, that, that NATO is being ripped apart uh, by his actions and his singular willfulness. And you don't have to take my word for it. Go back and read what uh, former President Obama said about it and his, and his feelings about the military. He doesn't trust the military. He never has. Um, I know he talks a lot about his son's service as a military lawyer. That's fine. I'm, I'm not Audie Murphy. I'm just an intelligence officer, so I, you know, I'm not kicking in doors. But um, this is a pattern uh, that needs to be exposed. And Republicans, I, I agree with you, have to be more hard-hitting in, in getting to the bottom of this and, and laying it properly where it should be laid, not on the troops, uh, but on the White House and its national security uh, team. It is a scary time with that level of ideology, incompetence, lack of experience, and as you you know point out, these Ivy League uh, theorists, as, as I like to call them. Uh, Robert, uh, always uh, insightful, and I appreciate the work you continue to do. Well, I thank you for everything you do, and we'll, we'll talk again. 
Thank you, my friend. Robert Wilkie, visiting fellow at the Center for National Defense, former secretary of the VA and a former uh, undersecretary as well under uh, Donald Rumsfeld. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.